Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. I feel like we just did a show. Yeah, this is all your fault. I know. I Blame me for everything. Yeah, I do. And only when it's actually your fault. I feel like I get blamed for a lot of things. Are they your fault? It's good to be back on the show <laughs> for another week. Yeah, last week recorded on a Thursday, and you went, hey, let's do it again on a Monday. That's true. Well, I'm sorry that I am doing community service type things that require many hours of attention and focus and getting up super ass early on Wednesday and a late track meet tomorrow night. So, yeah. Boo-hoo. I guess as we do, I'll give a quickie review of a thing that I saw. That's okay, what did you see? It was like a month ago. I was I was given an ultimatum. Oh yeah, I was told I could either I could only go to the theaters once because it's goddamn expensive. Okay, I could go see Renfield or I could go see Air. And you saw I, Renfield. I chose Renfield, which apparently was the right choice because Air is just on Prime now. Oh okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there it is. I only had to wait a couple of weeks for yeah. free on Prime. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, so it's just there and. <laughs> Good. I liked it. I had All a good right. time. So I, I will be entertained, and now I can go watch it on Prime? Yeah. It, it's mostly really good. It, it's directed by Affleck, and it's it's probably the least like dynamic thing that he's directed. Yeah. But it still works. There's a lot of monologuing at Matt Damon until Matt Damon's like, get out of here. Now I'm going to do a monologue. Oh, okay. There's a lot of that. And they also, I mean, I knew this going into it, that Michael Jordan is not in the movie. Except he's kind of in the movie for a couple of scenes. Oh, okay. Where it's just like, you never see his face and he never talks, which also gets very weird when people are directly talking at him and he just ignores them. And every time he's in frame, he's kind of like, he's always turned away from camera and like hiding his face behind someone's shoulder, which is more awkward because he's also supposed to be like the tallest person in the room. <laughs> so I like it. It's a little awkward. To- is, is it safe to say that this Air Jordan shoe concept works out in the end? Yeah, I mean, there's no real drama in there. I'm like, boy, I hope they get this off the ground. Yeah, I hope this shoe takes hold. It might be popular one day. Who knows? It might become a collector's item, in fact. And then the end of the movie, he does one of those, like, you know, because it's based on a real life thing. Like, they throw out some of the stats of, like, how much money this is made. You're like, holy shit. I believe it. It's a lot of money. But yeah, I enjoyed Air now, especially because it's just there on Prime. Oh, well, there you go. You can always go back and rewatch. They probably won't. Oh, well. I enjoyed it once, though. All right. That's better than nuts. Yeah. All right. So, if, hey, if you want to jump around, there are time codes listed down below, but let's just dive straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Are things still lean because of the writer's strike? No, things are lean because we did this on a Thursday, and the weekend between Friday and Monday are the smallest amount of time for news to come out. And the writer's strike. Oh, yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> trying to find someone else to blame. Those greedy corporate bastards that won't pay the writers the the residuals and they're getting screwed over by streaming. Yeah, blame them. Blame the corporate money hogs. It's mostly you. And the corporate money hogs. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny released its first clip. Most of the stuff we've seen already in a trailer. Yeah, but when still we're dialogue. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know. I've heard rumors that um, they're hiding something that hasn't been revealed yet. and Like they might be. You know, playing their cards close to the vest. Marion Ravenwood? I don't know. It'd be nice to see her for at least a little bit. I yes. Wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised. I mean, they got married. It is a good point. And I don't think they're going to do like the old Indiana Joe. Like, he's no longer going to be gallivanting around with different women. Probably not. Although he is spry for an old man. He did jump from the one car to another car in that clip. Well, I mean, in his defense, he kind of got flung. Physics had a lot to do with it. And then he broke a hip. No, he didn't. No, but <laughs> he's very old. I mean, he's he's not young. He's no spring chicken. It's just because he broke his leg on Star Wars. I was just thinking about one of my favorite things. If you watch Force Awakens uh, special features, you can see Harrison Ford like full like he's wearing all the Han Solo garb. But if it's a shot that doesn't involve his feet, he was just wearing New Balance. Oh yes, I remember <laughs> that like, the old man shoe. <laughs> yeah, don't you own New Balances? Uh, I don't think I do right now. Oh, you used to. I've had a New Balance. Mm. I was like, hey, if Kawhi's endorsing it. They're really popular for like like hiking and baseball players. And the elderly. Okay. I mean, number three, Velcro. Kawhi, you can't make this a cool brand. I don't care what you do. I mean, you can try. 
I'm sure they gave him a lot of money. No, I mean, this looks like it's going to be, again, fun. It's that classic Indiana Jones car chase. I'm all for it. Yeah, Pump that shit into my veins. As long as it's not like the last car chase where it was all CGI and like Shia LaBeouf's getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, and they're fighting with swords. And yeah, no, I don't think it'll be like that. Uh, the writers did come out on this. There was an interview after this clip uh, was released today. And they were discussing like the process of doing all the action scenes. And they're saying, like, look, we did everything like the way it used to be. And it's all, or I mean, not everything, because I mean, we've seen some of the stuff there that's clearly CG, but in trailers. Mm. But they're saying like a lot of this action was like shot practically and like the way that it used to be done. And something that's nice about working on an Indiana Jones movie is like no one comes to the table and says, like, this is getting too expensive. It's, like, it's just too much of a iconic franchise for everyone to like do that. So. Yeah. No one's gonna. No one's gonna be like, "Oh no, no, you're 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 getting close to being over budget. We're gonna pull your financing." And they're like, "Oh, you need money? Cool, we can provide you know money because it's gonna make a lot of money." I'd imagine. I don't know. Are the kids gonna show up for this one? I don't know. I hope so. There's hope for the youth of tomorrow. Do they care about watching an 80 year old man jump around? Yeah, I'm sure they do. I care. Damn it. Got some casting news for you. Okay. In the upcoming Beetlejuice sequel. Ooh. Uh, it was long rumored, but we definitely know that um, Jenna Ortega is going to be in there, who's Wednesday Adams, playing uh, Winona Ryder's daughter. I like it. Is Winona Ryder going to be in it? I think so. Excellent. Michael Keaton? Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Mm. Don't say it three times. Uh, Willem Dafoe has been cast in there. Oh. Which I was excited about, playing a afterlife law enforcement officer. That's going to be awesome. I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it. I loved Beetlejuice. Like That's a great movie. Entertaining and, as hell. And Monica Bellucci has been cast as Beetlejuice's wife. He got married? Good for him. Apparently. And Monica Bellucci, too. Hey, you know what? He deserves it. He's punching above his weight. Well, I mean, clearly, all of his choices were. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That, that's a fun group of people. It's. I hope they do it well, because the original movie was pretty darn near I mean, perfect. Tim Burton's back to direct it again, so I, I don't know. Hopefully. It's been a long time, but it's also... It doesn't feel like there was like a bastardization of the property. It's like no, they were trying to get one off the ground for years. It was like Beetlejuice goes Hawaii. I don't think it's going to be that. No, well, there was also a Beetlejuice I, I, cartoon for a while too. There was. I liked that in the nineties. Yes, I remember the intro and I remember the sandworms. <sighs> sandworms. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was fun casting. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who had a. I mean, they've been releasing small little TV spots for the 60th anniversary where they're going to be doing three specials. Another one of those came out a little bit new footage, but they released the titles of the three specials and they both sound or three of two of them sound like Doctor Who. Then one of them I was like, what the fuck? Are they going to bring back old doctors like they tend to do for these kinds of things? I mean, at least Tennant's back. He's starring all up and down this bitch. Nice. Uh, Special one, the Star Beast. Oh, sure. Why not? I like that name. Sounds Doctor Who-y enough. Wild Blue Yonder. Star Beast, I think, is more grabby, but... And the third one, The Giggle. Ooh, I, I've I've had The Giggles before. What the hell is The Giggle? That was the one where I was like, what? The Giggle? Do they all take some cosmic edibles and... Yes, I'm sure that's what it is. They, I, they get high and giggle. I mean, with all the weird shit that happens to them, I can imagine, yes. They just hotbox the TARDIS. I don't know. It's pretty big. On the inside. So you can't hotbox outside of it. That's a good point, I guess. Well, I mean... Maybe there's like a like a separate hotboxing room within the TARDIS. Although it would be very impressive if they could hotbox the TARDIS. That would certainly give them the giggle. Yeah. <laughs> it also might give them the sleep. I don't, I mean, I'm not against it because I mean, I haven't seen it or anything, but that was just like, you know, if anything, at least, you know, piqued my interest a little bit. Are you saying you're not against hotboxing a TARDIS? I'm not against the giggle. We'll see okay. what it is. All right. I don't, I can't, I'm just going off of an episode title. Uh, and kind of following up on last week's story of, um, Disney Plus cutting way back because they lost like 4 million subscribers. <laughs> like, we're going to charge you more money and we're going to produce less content. Wow, wow what a what a pitch that is. Uh, Netflix is also doing massive cuts within the year to the tune of they are cutting back in 2023 by 300 million. That's a, I'm finding it wild that these streaming services are cutting back on money and content. Like, are people just saying, well, I'm done buying streaming services? Like, I think everyone spent a lot of money to say like hey we're the hot new thing and then everything got so diluted that they can't afford to all just pay all their licensing fees mm. and to create all this new content like netflix has historically lost money like year after year but for i don't understand how that works as a business but they've been able to you know still stay massive in the streaming world and now i guess everything's too diluted do you think like and also all these other companies are like buying each other up and it's just eating each other it's like boy if there was just one package that we could all buy and everything was there mm. 
Wait, that was cable. It was. It was cable. <laughs> but then you'd have to like you know pay extra for HBO and Cinemax and things like that. But do you think also part of it is nineties? Who's getting Cinemax? Skinemax. Sorry. Do you think part of it has to do with the fact of like password sharing and like they're not getting as much revenue for as many clicks? Yeah, I mean they're cracking down on that, and I'm sure everyone else is going to follow suit in that same regard too, yeah. to what Netflix is doing. Three hundred million—that's a lot of money to be cutting back on for programming. Mm. Uh, and last bit of news: We'll see. This—I don't really trust this, but we'll see. James Gunn says that uh, Superman Legacy is going to start filming in January. There is a writer strike happening right now. That's true, and he's part of the Writers Guild, isn't he? Yeah. He turned in his first draft before this started, but also here's a kind of a dirty secret for, I can't say for how many people, because who knows? Yeah. I don't think everybody stops writing. No, I don't <laughs> think people stop writing either. I think they stop probably giving it in. Like, I think some people, like, definitively, yes, we're not doing this, but I think um, some people, when the writer strike ends, they'll be like, oh, look, and here's another draft that's just magically done. Yeah, True. It's Could like, be. It's like how the, whenever the trade deadline comes around, it's like 30 seconds into it, all these like four teal deems have been made. I'm like, wow, that was fast. They really got, I mean, I know they're not supposed to do yeah. it before it starts, but boy, they got that together quick. <laughs> wow. Where's, where are the tampering <laughs> allegations? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think there's a bit of that. I'm not saying that James Gunn is doing that, but I guess there must be some expectation for when this is going to end if they, because th- they're already like in some level of pre-production. Hmm. And if they're if the plan is to start shooting in January for a 2025 release, I mean, I guess that's kind of when you need to do it. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess is kind of where I fall on that. It seems a little lofty for something that's supposed to be like this is our big reset. Yeah. And imagine like, what if this movie sucks? <laughs> what if it's just not good? They're like, all right, we get it. Things were kind of disjointed and weren't working before, but you know what? We shut that down. We gathered our forces and we're ready to start again oh it's still shitty i don't think it will be i mean i I don't either but i mean if this gets rushed into production yeah that's a good point james gunn is also really they're betting and they're betting on him he's betting on himself big time here too so they've got to deliver he has in the past yeah we'll we'll see it's a little i don't know it's like we're shooting in january i'm like sure you are january of 2024 yes i know that was like (laughs) are you really but we'll see. I don't know. That's kind of it for the news. Uh, you know what? I like a good lean news week. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that I cared about. Oh, well, I like it's the news that you care about, Gatekeeper. Yeah, you know what? I just talk about the news that I can talk about, not like, hey, the CW cancered that Walker prequel that I didn't know existed. They cancered it? Yes, it had cancer. <laughs> it, it, it died. Oh, that's dark. It did. It's it's no longer there. That I think you meant canceled, but that, still. That's Walker prequel show. Oh, it's not walking anymore. Did you know that there was even a Walker reboot? I knew there was a, a Walker reboot. Yeah, well, there's a prequel, too. I didn't know about that. Say Walker reboot ten times fast. It's my favorite late night bit of all time. You can find a bunch of them online. Uh, there was a time when Conan was working at late night. Yeah. And it's when it became um, NBC Universal. And uh, he got access to uh, be able to play out of context Walker Texas Ranger clips whenever he wanted to. Oh. So he had a Walker Texas Ranger lever and he would just pull it like for just like minutes on end. Like, all right, we got to move on with the show. He'd just pull it and be like some old lady getting roundhouse kicked out of a second story <laughs> window. No context. I do. <laughs> my favorite thing ever. Walker Texas Ranger was fantastic. Like the original. Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger. This reminds us, so I was watching a clip where there was one where it's like, like Walker is proposing to a woman and while he's in the middle of it, just gets shot in the back, <laughs> like in a field. Like, what? I guess the reason it stopped, and I only learned this a couple of months ago, is um, it, it was a very popular bit. And then I guess like actors from like guest stars, it's like, oh, I'm this old lady that got kicked out of this window. You're using footage that I shot. I, you know, we want a chunk of change. And once <laughs> people started knocking on the door for money, I guess the producer shut yeah. it down. Like, nope, no more of this. Remember the time that like Conan was like in his like last month when he announced he was leaving because Jay was coming back, and he just kept spending stupid money on ridiculous gags. Yeah, and then it, <laughs> I remember one of the last ones was like, we're showing the Super Bowl and spraying this Picasso with bu- beluga, um, like, caviar. Yeah. yeah. Then just at one point I had to turn to the camera and just be like, it's not real. It's all fake. It's a joke. Do you people <laughs> really think this is real? I still thought it was hilarious. It, it was fun, yeah. All right. That fun trip down memory lane. We're going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. 
This week, uh, we're talking a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Compare and contrast to how they compare to their movie counterparts. So I thought I'd bring up one of them. Okay. And this one gets weird. All right. Have I done this one before? I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> uh, Sylvester Stallone's character in yes. these movies. His superhero alias is Starhawk. Mm, yes. Except things get weird with Starhawk. Yes. Starhawk gets adopted as a baby. You know, whatever. That's fine. By some mutants. And then through some experimentation... Shares the same body with his adoptive sister, and like one can be in control of it at a time, like and the other one's kind of like in limbo, like like you know they're talking in their head or whatever. So when it's I forget, it's like whatever, we're just gonna call him Starhawk. When it's man Starhawk, it's like here I am, I'm a man. When it's lady Starhawk, she's like here I am, I have boobs now. These adoptive siblings then fall in love with one another, and then through you know some comic book wizardry, they end up getting separated. So adoptive siblings who have shared the same body fall in love. And then they have three kids together. Wow. That's weird. That's that's not normal. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's like the most niche category on Pornhub you're going to find. Shared a body with my adoptive sister, and then we banged. I'm actually, I'm going to go on a limb and say that's probably not as niche as you think it is anymore. <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's my uh, weird comic fact about Starhawk. I don't know how to make that one a transition. From loving yourself to Jason Tatum loving himself. Sure. Yes. Time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. It was a bad weekend for Boston sports fans of the Red Sox. They got swept by the last place Cardinals in the National League. Yeah, not the St. Louis. It would be the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, Yeah, look at Jake. I don't give a shit about baseball. Good, good job for you. When's the last time you watched baseball in any capacity? 2004. No, you've been to a Sea Dogs game since 2004. Oh, I guess. That, yeah. th- that is baseball. Yes, I guess um, sometimes it happens near me. I do like going to Sea Dogs games. Those are fun. Especially when like there's discount beverages, which there never are, but I'd like to pretend that there are. I say when. Um, when have you been to a sporting event where like, guess what? Today the beer is cheap. In college, there was a local travel team. Like kind of like a like a barnstorming team. They were called the Bangor Blue Ox or the Bangor. And then they were the Bangor Lumberjacks. They had the beverage batterer of the inning. So every time this guy got up, beer was a dollar. So this was taking place on a college campus. So every time this guy was getting ready to get up, all of the college kids that were there got up and went down to the beer cart for dollar beers. Nobody ever saw this poor guy bat. <laughs> all right. So all right, Red Sox are sucking. Uh, yeah, they're they're not doing very well as of late. But in general, they've been been on a tear. But Bad weekend for them. They got swept by the Cardinals. Uh, New England Patriots schedule release video came out. This has been. Have you seen any of these schedule release videos from NFL teams? No, I mean I just I've looked at the schedule. I didn't look at any oh, graphics surrounding so, it. So there were some really good ones. The Chargers put out uh, an anime style release video. The Titans won it. Won it with just an unbelievable video in which they showed logos to Titans fans and they couldn't like they didn't know who the teams were like they could like they guess like the dolphins were like the fish and that's like what they put them up as on the screen like when they played them Damn, pretty yeah. entertaining the patriots did the retirement house and it starred uh Jason McCourty and they had a bunch of like famous patriots who were retired in there such as like Andre Tippett was in there Joe Andrews former center was in there a couple other key players a mention of Julian Edelman but it ends with a knock on the door and guess who is behind the door when they open it gosh I can <laughs> it's Robert Kraft no it's not Robert Kraft <laughs> They open the door, he's in a massage parlor, like, no! No, no, no. But they open it for a retired Patriot. You can't guess who it was who was behind the door when they opened it? Yeah, I, I can assume. What would you like to guess? Thomas Bradley. It's not Thomas Bradley, but it was Tom Brady. Okay. Yes. So Tom Brady made his first appearance in a Patriots-related media-type thing, which he was being himself for the first time since he left the team way back in 2020. So there you go. I thought you were like, ha it was Gronk. Got you. No, but there, you know, no Gronk in that, although there was some mention of Gronk uh, throughout that. Also interesting that Tom Brady has been rumored to be getting ready to buy a, a partial ownership stake in the Los Angeles, oh, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. It would be in a just an ownership capacity, a non-football uh, management related capacity. So that's swirling around out there as well. Plus, you've got the NBA playoffs. The Eastern Conference Finals are set. Well, every, boy, everything that happened since Thursday, it's for as little 
pop culture news, it's like every game that there was just ended in a blowout. Every series ended in a blowout. Yes. Warriors, they're done. Blowout. Thank God, because that made the game in the afternoon yesterday. <laughs> New York Knicks, blowout. Well, Heat blew them out, whatever. They Good- lost terribly. Goodbye. See yeah. you later. Celtics, 28-3 run in the third quarter. See you later, 76ers. My God. What a collapse. <laughs> what a team. If, if a team led the league in quitting, it would be the 76ers. I think they just look slow. Like Harden and Embiid just looked slow. It's like the two most out-of-shape superstars, and they just kind of got tired. Jason Tatum with a NBA record, Game 7 record, 51 points. Nobody has scored more points in a single Game 7 ever. It's not his highest scoring game, but that might be the best game he's ever played. Oh, it was after, especially after his horrible game six, which he was terrible for three and a half quarters. Although he made key shots at the end to put that one yeah. away. You know, he made the, but like offensively it was horrible, but he did a lot of other things throughout the course of the game in game six. Game seven was a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece. I thought it was hilarious that the Sixers were just, they ran out of timeouts with like still like four minutes to go. Yeah, there was nothing Doc could do to stop. <laughs> just head in his hands. Yep, that's all. He's, Sometimes you gotta. He's getting fired. Tip the cap. So Harden's a free agent. He's walking. Yeah, Harden's going probably back to Houston. Yeah, that's what the rumors are. So where Emma Udoka is probably going to be ending up. No, he is. Oh, that's so, right. He that's is there. there. Yeah. So that will be interesting. Long conversation between. Um, Jalen Brown and oh, was it hard? No, it wasn't Harden. It was um, Morant after the game. I think one of the two. No, no, Morant's in the news for a different thing. Oh no, sorry, not Morant. I meant um, Embiid. Yeah. So yeah, John Morant's in the news because he had a gun out on his Facebook, Instagram, Snap Face Live, okay. like a moron. But no, you got the Celtics and the Heat. Uh, I'm gonna go Celtics in six. Um, it's not a gentleman's sweep, but I think. The problem here is, like, it could also very much go the other way. Eric Spolster is a way better coach than Joe Missoula. I mean, Hero's out. Oladipo's out. I mean, Oladipo definitely for the series. Hero, more than likely. There was an update today. It's like, well, from Spolster, he's like, well, he could do some stuff, but he can't shoot and he can't dribble. So I guess I could say he's not playing on Wednesday. It's probably a good, yes. (laughs) Yeah, if he can't do, you know, he broke his hand. But Eric Spolster is the best coach remaining in the playoffs, hands down. It's going to cause yeah. some problems. It's not a runaway for the Celtics by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's going to be Bam and Jimmy and trying to drag along their role players. Mm. But, I mean, they've done it so far through the first two series. Yes. In person, I'd rather see, I want the Lakers to beat the Nuggets. Go Lakers. Because Celtics-Lakers final would be just electric, especially with both um, franchises tied at 17 titles apiece. Mm-hmm. Do you think plus like two disgruntled Celtics on the Lakers and Tatum hasn't faced LeBron in the playoffs since his uh, rookie season? Do you think that if the Lakers were to win it all, that LeBron retires? No, absolutely not. He's, okay. he's going to wait it out till LeBron is in the league. All right. Well, there you go. Absolutely not. He's been waiting for this. Oh well, he a long time. In fact, he's going to be thirty nine this year. Yeah, it's October. In fact, Chris, he still made All NBA this year. He did. Yep. That's it for sports reports. Okay. What's your prediction? I said Celtics in six. Um, yeah, probably that. As long as they're their own worst enemy. For as much as this was a seventh game series, like they also pissed away two of those games. Yeah, should have won. So, and both those were on bad defensive rotations that left James Harden open, and it was in the person of Jalen Brown who missed that rotation both times. Mm, big game, James. Yep. Zero points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like less than twenty points over the last two games. Three of eleven in that not, last game. Not good. Oh, my favorite thing is um, the 76ers Twitter account. They put up uh, their tweet at halftime just showing the score. And then they tweeted very early in the third quarter. They're like, oh, we're off to a great start because I forget. Oh, it's Tobias Harris. He hit a three. Yeah, banged a three. And then that was it for a while. And then then they put out a tweet. They're like, ah, tough shot. It's a good start. And then the game ended and everyone's just sitting there waiting because every year because the 76ers can't get out of the second round. They have to throw um, like a graphic like, thanks for being our fans. And everyone was just trolling them. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> to the point where then they deleted the tweet about the third quarter being off to a good start. And like all the comments are like, hey, um, just see this tweet. I, I wasn't able to watch the game live. Can you tweet the final score? It was like a lot of that. <laughs> and people just dragging them just mercilessly. And it took them 17 hours after the game to finally put up a tweet. Well, I mean, it takes time. Shock, awe, sadness. Uh, the middle of the day on Monday, hoping no one's looking. Yeah, pretty much. And instead, it's just thousands of comments. Once again, 
just dragging them. Yes. Like, no positivity. And they're like, thanks for being the best fans and the most passionate ones. I'm like, don't check the comments. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. I don't think they like you. I don't think they do either. Or the hilarity of Ben Simmons throwing up. Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention John Morant because you mangled it. Yeah, well, you know. Just blame me. Yeah, uh, John Morant was caught on one of his friends' Instagram lives uh, because they're idiots, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Jaw's dancing with a gun, but the guy, it's, it's like, happens like that because the guy who, like, gets on Jaw, like, knows about the trouble from last time because it's one of his idiot friends, yeah. moves the camera away so fast. But it doesn't matter. He's now suspended from all team activities. Yeah, which, I mean, means nothing in the offseason, but yeah. there's, um, nothing's come down the pipe yet, but there's uh, talk of a very hefty uh, suspension. To start off the season. And what that number is, no one knows. Like, there's only speculative numbers. Play dumb games, win dumb prizes. He got suspended for eight games before because he went to that, like, 11-day rehab. And six six of those games were during that time anyway. So he was really only suspended for, like, two games. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be more than that this time. (laughs) Well, that's what you get. It's like he went on that, like, apology tour and, like, yeah, everything. Yeah. He's just being dumb. Pretty much. Like if you're if you have a different job if you work in a different industry maybe a different story but you don't no you don't you're a public figure well not even like even if like he was in like movies or music like it might be a different situation but not here no 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 it's just this du- like all of his idiot friends who are just like chasing clout because they're like look we're friends with John Morant oops we keep on getting him in a lot yeah. of trouble we're not gonna be friends with John Morant anymore yeah. <laughs> morons all right that's it for sports we're gonna move on from there to talking guardians of the galaxy comics it's jared's reading corner all right so for this we are going to be looking at the first three issues of the 2008 series that kind of kicked off the modern run of guardians after being kind of boring in the 70s and being kind of boring in the 90s hey they got good in the late 2000s third time's a charm yeah uh a lot of the characters are going to cross over that we've seen in the movies, a lot of the personalities. But yeah, this is kind of the building blocks for what we saw of... This was done by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. These were a creative team that worked together forever. They were uh, partners going way back to like the early 90s. And then shortly after this, they broke up. I mean, they're both still working today, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was a creative duo that had a couple of decades under its belt. And, you know, things happen. Looking at you. Things happen. Well, it's, we're not We're only. We're not even a decade into this yet. <laughs> Just shaking my fist at you if you you punching me how is that my fault if i'm swinging my arm like this and you get in the way taking bart simpson logic i see that (laughs) yes if i kick my legs like this oh kicking him out like uh like james harden does when he shoots threes it's a fun episode it is not as fun as this episode dr z is dr z (laughs) no (laughs) i control the monkey clip Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the first three issues. Originally, I thought, oh, we'll go a little bit further. And then at issue four, and it brought, boy, it just it gives you that exact feeling of, you know, reading comics when event books get in your way. This is a brand new book. We get to issue four, and Secret Invasion just rears its ugly head. Like, we're taking over for a couple issues. I'm like, ah, no, I'm not reading these right now. We're just doing the first three. I'm Man. not dealing with Secret Invasion. I don't like that crossover. All right, well, there you go. Can't wait for that show. I mean... It doesn't really matter the show. What things take inspiration from and how they turn out are not a one-to-one, but I did not like the Secret Invasion storyline. And then, yeah, it's like, oh, good. That's right. It bled into everything at the time, like every event book does. Mm. Like, if you want to understand what's going on, better buy the main Secret Invasion title. Fuck you. How do you really feel? I don't like it. Why are you looking at me like you're going to attack me? Is this my fault? (laughs) The arm arm is swinging again. Are you going to blame me for this? Maybe. Okay. Even though I wasn't even... Had anything to do with comics back in the 90s? <laughs> this was 2008. Even when I didn't have anything to do with comics back in 2008? <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. That's not true. All right, but yeah, so we're doing the first three issues. Uh, take it away, reading corner boy. All right, well, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy here, and they're coming out of another series of conflicts, but they don't have a name yet. This is like a new kind of reboot of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I should probably get... This is... Yes, please. Um, in the this, mid-2000s... I was like, how the hell do these guys not have a name for themselves? Uh, there were a lot of cosmic books that were uh, big at the time. It was like there was like the main Marvel stuff, which is uh, where most people were reading. But then there was this whole like subsection of like this massive like intergalactic conflicts that were going on, mostly um, in a couple of the crossovers. It was Annihilation, Conquest, and Annihilation, something or other. But there was a lot of cosmic stuff dealing with like 
Thanos and all these kind of like fringe characters. It was almost like, I don't know how to quite describe the vibe because it's not really how things are now. It was like this totally separate corner of the Marvel universe. It's like, oh, sure. Like, yeah, you're reading like Spider-Man. Well, over here, this is like where the hardcore shit is. Like, it's like deep cuts with characters that like you haven't read since like the 70s and shit's getting weird and crazy. Yeah, you go read your main Marvel comics. We're over here on the cosmic side where shit's weird. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of uh, we're we're kicking off after uh, the Annihilation stuff. Yeah, so we're after the Annihilation Wars, and Peter Quill, Star-Lord, says, you know what we need? Because he's talking to the last of the Kree, Kree, no, Nova Corps. The last of the Nova Corps, because there's like one guy left. He's like, we need a proactive force. Richard Ryder. Yeah, and he's like, oh, who's going to be that proactive force? And Peter's like, why not me and my people? And you have like these little confessional panels where like they're talking about, I'm trying to think of the way, right way to phrase it, the different thoughts. And that's kind of how we get to introduced to the characters. Yeah, it just... Because these are, this is trying to bring it into kind of like the mainstream kind of Marvel Comics continuity at the time. So yeah, there's a bunch of characters that people might not have read or might not know. So yes, you do have Star-Lord and (coughs) Rocket. Well, I was going to say like like little real, I don't know, is that how they did the real world? Whatever one of those. Yeah, like little confessional rooms. Yeah. Yeah, They're going into, yeah, video, a a vlog, a video vlog. Yeah. That's what they call those, Zach, a vlog. Remember the time that we made a vlog in the back of your car after watching a movie for the show that was supposed to be on Patreon? I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Oh, well, it was a thing. It happened. Like, we did a live reaction to some movie in the backseat of a car. I remember it was cold. Yeah, I remember going, why are we doing this? Like, to drive Patreon numbers. And I'm like, okay. And then we never did it again. No. See, I I have a memory of our seven plus years together on this show. Anyway, uh, they end up uh, having to help fight the, what was the name of that cosmic church again? Universal Church of Truth or something. Yes, something along those lines. They're worshippers that... Uh, the Universal, Universal Church of Truth. Yeah, they worship Adam Warlock. Yes, who is part of the Guardians, although they're not really the Guardians because they're not named the Guardians yet. Yeah, this isn't an exact one-to-one to like how the team started, but you see everyone in there. There's like a little baby Groot yeah. in there. Little baby Groot. There's a Rock. There's a Drax. There's a Gamora. She's nice and horned up. Oh, yeah. With a to be sword. Fair, I mean, it's not something the movies really get into, and the comics do do it on a fairly regular basis. Gamora's pretty horny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, these are the only three Guardians of the Galaxy comics I've ever read, so. Yeah, she's sex positive. Good for her. I agree. Good for Gamora. Well, she's like, hmm, Adam Morlock. Looking fine. You golden looking man. So anyway, this church that worships Adam Morlock, they have these ships, and inside them there's this battery of faith that these ships run on, and they help fuel the cardinals of the Church of Galactic Truth or whatever it is. Reminds so- me of the church that I'm... Uh, legally a reverend for oh, one of those online yeah the universal life church mm, how much was that uh free free i did it on my phone oh, so should i be calling you the reverend zach bowen i don't remember what i selected because they gave you options like what which one do you want i picked the silliest one it was probably like zoltan or something i kind of like it i um, kind of like it and it's legally like it's it's a real thing but it doesn't make you a notary i can absolutely marry you yes legally i can yeah but you can't notarize the wedding certificate the wedding license Mm -hmm. you can i thought you had to be like a real live notary no this um the way this worked i was uh watching and uh like jane lynch came on and she explained how she did it oh and just like that i literally just pulled out my phone it's been like over 10 years uh, the same thing that like kevin smith did why he gets to marry people what if they knock on your door and say we need you to come with us now conan does it yeah i mean I, i can legally marry people oh good for you never have but i can exercise that right if i want to Oh, I guess you'd, I thought you had to have a notary for some of that stuff. I'm sure there's, it's like, I can sign off on it, but like someone else, yeah, there still needs to be some like. Yeah, like somebody with other, a notary stamp. Other representation in there. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, enough of that. I can legally marry you. Well, anyway, they blow up one of these faith batteries and it causes a, they f- causes some sort of rift in time and space. They find themselves on a Dyson sphere and all kinds of weird shit starts happening on the Dyson sphere. And that's where it kind of ends. At least the first three episodes. First three issues. Well, I mean, you're skipping over a lot of it. Is It's, you know, very much the, the way uh, the movie represents it. It's like this ragtag oh, yeah. bunch of people who are coming together, like people who shouldn't be together from different like walks of life and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Drax is not the same as he is in the movie. He's fully competent. He's also formerly a human who is a saxophone player. Mm, true. It did say former human. Peter Quill's not listed as a former celestial. No, he never is. Um, his... Dad is Jason from Spartax oh, in the comics. Nice. Not related at all to Ego the Living Planet? No. 
that's just a movie thing. Come on. Uh, Gamora's power is healing, kind of like Wolverine. Yeah, she which did. allows her to wear the full brunt of a sun. Yeah, she gets real messed up. She gets yeah, and she's like, "Please turn the camera off me. I don't want to be seen like this." Yeah, she's just smoldering. Yeah, well, I mean, you would too if you were just exposed to the pure radiation of a sun inside of a Dyson sphere. And one of the things that you see that I forgot to bring up last week, the the costumes that the Guardians use in Volume Three are directly from this run. Yeah, with the with the Ravagers Ravagers logo well, on it, the the uh, blue one with like the red trim on it. Yes, that comes directly out of this book. Yeah. Oh, and these guys that they're fighting, the Cardinals, they can turn your beliefs into like weapons. They weaponize your beliefs. So like they'd be like, I believe your gun doesn't hurt me, and the bullets just bounce off of them, and they kick the Guardians' ass, like Major League. You see stuff in here too that like wouldn't real aside from small cameos, but like you do like get Cosmo out of the gate here. Mm, true, As Cosmo your, early, <clears throat> your Russian space dog. Yes. Oh, I totally skipped over a very important part when they found that when they open up that rift through space and time, uh, this giant chunk of frozen time, as they discover, not ice, but frozen time, shows up, and there's Cap American Shield in there, but it's not really Captain America because he's kind of like a blue green kind of guy. No, he's Vance Astro. Yes. Not to be confused with Steve Rogers. No. No, this guy is different. He's one of the original Guardians, um, or one oh, sorry, of the earlier Guardians. Starhawk also shows up. Yeah. Uh, the way the Guardians worked is originally the team that happened, which is like where you get your Starhawk, where you get Vance Astro, where you get Yondu, those uh, were supposed to be characters from like the year 3000. And, you know, as you do, they would occasionally travel back to mm. like... 1980 to go interact with like the thing in marvel 2 and 1 or something yeah why not so i mean they pop up from time to time but mostly they were separate in their own thing uh for the original series and then also the one in the 90s yeah they were just future and far away so like this we do get to uh interact with some of the original guardians here like vance astro who is a really fun character throughout this run who i was he's one that like didn't even show up in like little cameo forms like on that future guardian scene which i was kind of surprised about because he's a cool character yeah but but yes yeah, so we have to have some time travel shenanigans yes because then he also kind of unlocks the key to a couple of things such as well, also like the beginning uh i think it's star lord straight up who's like this isn't going to be one of those tra- t- space-time continuum stories is it so it does kind of break the fourth wall a little bit in a couple of places yeah, I think was talking like the annihilation stuff. A lot of that, unless you were like deep into your lore, was pretty impenetrable. And mm. this was this Guardians book was definitely designed, especially when you're dealing with like the secret invasion crossovers. They would definitely try and work this back into a more accessible yeah format. This book is also heavy as hell. That's the whole run. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, or the of the uh, Abnett and Landing stuff. But I think the, it's like 28 issues in there. Yeah, uh, but Vance Astro also identifies Starhawk. As a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Quill's like, that'd be a great name for our team, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's kind of like almost, would you say it's a reset or a reboot? Yeah, def- it's definitely a reboot of just without taking a lot of the original characters, but still dealing with like some of their old lore because uh, the old Guardians books are boring. They're not, they're, they're, they weren't yeah. fun. <laughs> they're, they're really dry. And yeah, revamping some characters that were big in some stuff, like Gamora was in like Adam Warlock were big in like uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Ah, smacked your phone. You did. I will now legally marry you to that phone. Oh, wow. Thank you. How much? You may kiss the only thing that gives you the attention that you crave. Wow, that hurts. <laughs> You're a real John Morant out there, just looking for attention. But I'm not waving a gun around. No, just your phone. Close enough. But I take care of that. You just swiped it. <laughs> With the smacking. Uh, but you, so you get kind of a taste of a little bit of like some of the time travel Get definitely some like Peter Quill quips, like when he called them the right. religious nuts or something like that. So I oh. will pose this question to you. Yes. Um, how much of the DNA of the movies do you see in here? I see some of it, certainly. I think, you know, Star-Lord trying to be like poppy and referency and kind of, I don't know, there was some of it. I don't think Gamora as much because we don't see her being integrated into the team. She's kind of already there. I think that part of it, like they're already together. We didn't get like... With the Guardians movie, the first one, we see how they all kind of come together. They're all together here, right out of the gate. Yeah, but I mean, they're. I think that's part of why the confessionals are there. It's just like we just gotta ease you into like mm-hmm. the insanity. And like, if you don't remember, you know, Rocket Raccoon, who's been in ten issues before this. Yes. Or if you don't remember, you know, Gamora like going into the Soul Gem and and Adam Warlock too. And yeah, but and uh, File of Ales there. You could see like some of it stuff. too. Like Rocket is definitely. St- 
like snarky in this, makes fun of things, drinks. So you can definitely see some of the characters. Obviously, Drax was the most different where he was very much, like you said, he's articulate, he's smart. Not to say that Drax ended up not being articulate and smart in the movies, but definitely a kind of different... Yeah, he's not a goofball here. No, he's very much... He gave off Worf vibes to me in this. He's like, we should kill everyone. Just wants to play his saxophone. Oh, that too. But Worf doesn't play the saxophone. No. Probably like a Klingon death harp or something like that. I think that's how harps work. That's how Klingons work. <laughs> I haven't been around a harp in a while. It's been it's been a hot minute since <laughs> I've also been around a harp. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your last time is mine as well. Speaking of people getting dragged, I just woke up with a fiery vengeance that morning. Oh, all of the hangover. <laughs> Nothing like harp music to soothe your hangover after a wedding. Yeah. Um, and what we didn't really talk about is the art very much. Like I said, this is a creative team that worked together for a very long time, a couple of decades. And, you know, they're, they're kicking off a new book with a bunch of new designs, like at least updated designs on yeah. characters. It It's one of those things, as with so many books, it gets better over time. Like, it's still a little loosey-goosey and... Some of the art is so like grand in scale. So sometimes it's kind of hard to like figure out what's happening just because there's literally so much happening. Mm. Again, the, I, it's kind of busy. Yeah, the colors are, are really good. I like the coloring of it. But like you said, I think a lot is happening. There's so much action with the Guardians all the time that it can get overwhelming on the page just a touch. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of the thought of the first three issues. Um, the way that I have it, and you can probably find it um, otherwise, it's just, this is convenient. I have uh, the omnibus for this, and it's just, it's everything. It's their entire run. This is kind of, well, there's been a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff since then. This is, I don't know, well, I think people would probably consider this kind of like the definitive run of the modern era. Yeah, could be. You know, even when they rebooted it, like, uh, before the movie was coming, like, the movie had been announced, it was already, like, working, like, well in advance. Like, there was such clear, like, tepidation going into it. Because, like, okay, here's the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's this new hot series. But also, they have Iron Man on the team. He's popular right now. Yeah. It, it, just, it felt, like, so obvious and so pandering. But like, I, uh-huh. but it was funny because, you know. I will say that they're, like, the art is definitely has a lot, still has a lot of 90s flavor to it, I think. With some yeah. of the 90s stuff I'd read. <laughs> Tony joins the team. Gamora bangs him immediately. Then she's like, never call me again. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, ah, what happened? Well, that was quick. I thought I was the one who oh. used people. Someone named Killraven. All right. There we go. Oh, well, that's Thanos. Shit. Yes. You're just flipping through the omnibus now. Yes. But no, I mean, I think you can see where some stuff was drawn on. There's definitely some parallels. I think sometimes for me, it's hard to go into this kind of stuff after having watched the movies and kind of trying to like turn off that preconceived notion yeah and like like you said like there are some parallels you can make but it's definitely not the same group of guardians no i mean this was for as much as like there were kind of like these obscure characters i mean star lord was a relatively obscure character i mean Mm -hmm. certainly not anymore like all of them all these were obscure characters and so i mean for as much as they do have history this to a it's not entirely whole cloth for like a recreation, but it's pretty damn close. They were definitely get the like they're a B slash C storyline level group, and then immediately dropping secret invasion, and they'll be like, "Look, we're connected to everything." If you this still matters to the Marvel universe, I'm like, "Oh my god, so early by issue four. It's not enough time." No, it's no secret. They just invaded. Is that it for the first three? I think so. All right, all right. Going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. You can write those into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. The Gmail. Or you can fully type out Google Mail like a douchebag. Wow. All right. Did you know you could do that? Yes. We've said this on the show before. No, I don't like it. Yeah. You've also called people who do that. (laughs) on the show a douchebag before so <laughs> probably yeah but you don't know because it never tells you if they wrote out google mail or not well, at least i'm consistent well there you go judging books by their covers or non-covers in this sense you just don't know all right what's the letter uh but we're still doing okay but you know i don't know we're probably set for like the next month or maybe a little bit more but that, you know if you that, want to write us your own questions that's four letters zach it might be like five okay that's like a like a month and a week yeah so so we can get to the solstice <laughs> the equinox yeah the solstice so my point is... No, the solstice is in late June. We can't make the solstice. We need solstice letters. Stop hitting my book. Sorry. I swear to God, I'll marry you to it. <laughs> Start <laughs> wetting me off to inanimate objects. Yeah. You bastard. 
Um, all right, so let's start this question up. Um, and I'm, I'm going to make a small addendum on this one. Okay. I'm making two addendums, really. Okay, well, that's not really small anymore if you're making two of them. <laughs> At this point, I'm just changing it to my own. All right. Now, if the Justice League was in one high school and the Avengers were in another high school with competing test scores, who would have the higher test scores? Now, this is where my addendums come in. Okay. For the sake of ease, if we're just because it just says the Justice is, League, the Avengers, it is testing season, so that is basically everyone ever in either in each universe, like at some point or another, like someone's popped over for whatever. So to simplify it, yep. let's go with the Justice League movie team and the first Avengers movie team. We get six characters, so we're not being like, well, but Beast would do this. Like, no, we're not dealing with that shit. We're just gonna make it a smaller roster, just six on each. And this is my second addendum that was not part of the question, but okay. I thought it make it make more sense. We have to reduce them to what they would be as high schoolers, not like 30-somethings. Oh, okay. Fully developed adults. I'm going to say it would be the Avengers. I haven't actually thought about this yet. So let's break this down. So, Well, okay. So Tony's going to be out there, going to be super smart. Yep. Captain America, he's only going to have 1940s knowledge. So his knowledge of history is going to be useless. Yeah, but he could still like... I bet he's probably a prolific writer. He's also not going to be very good at gym. Doesn't have powers yet. No, you can't. No, because it. Yes, he, if he's in high school. Oh, well. No, but he's persistent. I will give him that. He's persistent. Black Widow he won't, won't quit. Black Widow, she's just going to know stuff from spy school. She's going to know how to kill you. I think she's going to know more than that. She's going to know a lot about like philosophy and psychology and rhetoric. Yeah, but only Russian. The Russians were kicking our ass at test scores for a while back in the day. Then we got Hawkeye. I don't know what he knows. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> He's definitely the weak link here. Bruce Banner, super smart. Yes, exactly. And Thor. Thor is a teenager. Well, he uh, mostly liked to just drink and get into fights. Yeah, but he also knows so much about like you know outer space and physics and we're saying teenager so he's only got to be like not like thousands of year old no he's yeah, like 16 he's an he idiot. Was still smart well okay so then you take away the very smart and the very dumb and kind of throw out the the high end and then in the middle i think that there's some pretty good balance amongst the avengers all right then we go over to the justice league okay. side of things yeah who we got barry allen he's gonna i guess as a teenager he didn't have his powers yet so he no. sucks yeah there he, you go he's just sad about his dead parents yeah well one's in jail and one's not cyborg Star athlete, star athlete. You know, probably not going to class all the time. Superman, or he could, you know, or he could be actually, you know, a good scholar. There's some plenty of good scholar athletes. Superman, I'm going to treat it like Superman can use his powers here because otherwise he'd be like, oh shucks, I'm I'm doing, I I can't show everything. Uh, something that's never really been shown in the movies or anything is Superman has a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. So aside from being able to like speed read through everything because he can, he can yeah. remember all that shit instantly. But you also think that he's gonna have the moral compass to like not have like yeah i could get a perfect score but i'm not going to because bruce wayne he's he's being sad about his dead parents but he's also like training his mind and body endlessly constantly yeah even in his teenage years wonder woman but he's he has no focus on like other things like he's only caring about like vigilanteism and like becoming a ninja and like getting revenge no, he he's does not, everything he's not really studying yes other he things. is of course he is. All right, well, that's the, fine, okay. That's how he became the world's greatest detective, and why he, he's constantly smart. Yeah, okay. Super smart. Wonder Woman, what does she know? She's like 16 on an island by herself. I don't think she's bringing much to the table, unless it's like Greek history. Yeah, and that's that's about it. That's the the extent of what she's bringing to the table. I like my, my Avengers argument already. And Aquaman, I don't know. Boy, he could tell you a lot about marine life, but... Yeah, but I think for general knowledge... He's like... I'm king, and I know about fish. So so I guess the next... So what you got to do is take away the two top ones. So you can take away Batman and Superman, and you can take away Tony and Bruce. Those are going to be... Let's say those are a wash. Who are the next least dumbest people? I don't know. They probably teach you a lot at spy school. Yes. Meanwhile, you've got three... You got you got two foreign exchange students, one from Atlantis and one from Themyscira. So they're not going to do well on the American SAT. It's the Avengers. So I, guess it, so I guess it comes down to, yeah, to Cyborg and to Flash, who's just a, a sad kid. Yeah. Going against... <laughs> and a kid who's not sad because he hasn't been blown up yet. Going against Hawkeye, who's probably just Joe School. He's probably like middle-of-the-road student. Serviceable. Yeah, he's getting some Bs in there. Yeah. He'll, he'll make the honors roll, but you know he's not trying that Did hard. Did you say the honors roll? Yeah. It's honor roll. It's not honors roll. No, he has many honors. Oh, my God. One in archery. One in schooling. <laughs> honors. Yeah, but you made it sound like the honor possessed the role, the honor's role. Your honor? That's a different kind of honor. <laughs> Swear to God, I'll marry you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. 
I wonder if your wife has anything to say about that. I didn't say to me. Oh, well, that the way you said it kind of... So we're saying Avengers. Thor's not bringing anything to the table. Neither is Aquaman. So those two are awash. So it's it's Black Widow and Hawkeye versus Cyborg and Wonder Woman. And Captain America, who's not bringing anything to the table as a teenager. Uh, yeah. Like, do you want to hear about the rise of Hitler? Yeah, he'd be, he'd be good at like 1940s history and previous... We read about it in a book. Yeah, I think it's I a, lived it. It's Avengers. It's Avengers. I have to eat rationed food. I mean, everybody had the chip in. War bonds, baby. I collect tin. He punched Hitler out over a thousand times. Come on. Yes, I, so I guess, yes, we're going with these six characters as they would be as high schoolers. I guess the Avengers barely squeak it out. Barely, but they do. Again, I like my logic. You take away, take away Bruce and Clark on one side. You, uh, you No, sorry. Yeah, you take away Bruce and Clark on one side. You take away Bruce and Tony on the other. It just comes down to who's the next least dumbest person. There you go, kids. All, All right. right. The Avengers are, I guess, slightly smarter as teenagers, as adults. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. I mean, if the Justice League got, you know, Martian Manhunter to come down, that would change things dramatically. But That's why I cut it off at six. I'm just saying. It's just because otherwise it's could, literally every character. Yeah, because then you could throw in, like, Peter Parker. He would do really well. He's a school genius. Throw in Moon Girl. She's the smartest character in the Marvel Universe. Throw in Mr. Fantastic. Throw in Mr. Terrific. Throw in all the misters. Yeah, don't for, also don't forget, uh, you know, uh, Reed Richards. I, I know you said Mr. Fantastic, but let's call him by his school name. I'm no longer going to marry you, but I'm going to bludgeon you with this omnibus. And <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. And it also will help pay for Zach's legal fees when he bludgeons me to death with a $110 omnibus. Is that much this cost? Yeah, it's heavy. 110 Canadian, 100 American. Yeah. Well, I guess if you ordered it as a retailer when there was um, a liquidation sale. Oh. <laughs> you didn't pay that much? But you could pay just a dollar a month to get the show the day we record it. Plus, plus you get access to things behind the paywall, including brand new series, Pod to the Dark Tower. Episode 3 is recorded. Is recorded. So you might be able to get your hands on that sooner than later and uh, other stuff, like the time that Zach almost brought back the Buffy back issue bin and then it didn't happen. It's not my fault. It's my fault, probably. <laughs> blame no, me. No, no. You can you can escape this one. Aha! I blame marketing. The day is mine. Plus, you can also interact with the show, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And Zach's on the social media is just look him up, Editor's Note Comics on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, you're there too for some reason. At Junior Rich. New you, change. You're new already ch- reaching for your phone. The show's well, no, about to read, end. I was going to read you the change to the high school basketball rules. Okay, that has nothing to do with the show. So I guess I'm going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week for something. No more one-on-one in high school basketball. Okay, we'll be back next week. Bye.